I'm Mike Vardy. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. And this is the Productivityist Podcast. I have a really interesting episode for you today. I have two guests, two guests that are going to join me. First off, I have Dexter Guff. He is the host of the podcast, Dexter Guff is Smarter Than You, and You Can Be Too. And uh, he's a, you know, um, well, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me peel back the curtain a little bit here. So Dexter Guff is my first guest, but he is the alter ego or creation of my second guest, who you'll hear from a little bit later, Peter Oldring, uh, who is a, uh, actor, comedian, um, satirist, uh, and uh, he's, all, he's the host of, of uh, and, and, you know, partner uh, when it comes to the CBC radio show, This Is That, and he is one of the, 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 the people behind Dexter Guff. And, and the reason I wanted to have this show is I wanted to, I, I haven't, uh, you know, my history revolves around when I started talking about productivity as I was doing productivity parody initially. I was trying to do a Stephen Colbert-esque take on, you know, the popular you know, productivity uh, practices and, and, and websites that were happening way back. And we're talking like eight years ago. So way before podcasting was really, you know, a major part of the zeitgeist, uh, I was a probably ahead of ahead of the curve on it, but B, I'm not a I'm not a you know I, I I'm done comedy you know I've I've spent a lot of time in the craft, but Peter is at a, a whole other level. And uh, when I heard this podcast, I shared it with as many people as I could that I knew would appreciate uh, you know this this podcast, which is basically kind of you know poking fun and, and, you know, paying homage in, in a manner of speaking as well to business podcasts, thought leader podcasts, things like that. So it's, it's a really, really, um, I, it's a, it's a 10 episode series as, as this episode airs, it's coming up to the end of its first season. Hopefully there'll be more. Well, you'll hear more about Peter talking about that later, but, uh, so take this, you know, chat with Dexter, very tongue in cheek. Okay. Uh, and, and, you know, because, um, I've actually, you know, I, I want you to make sure that you understand that this is definitely satire that and parody. Um, so uh, I want to have a little bit of fun with this episode. So it's going to be a little bit longer, but uh, stick around to hear uh, both, uh, you know, Peter and his discussion about how, you know, how what his, you know, how this came to be and why this podcast was created. But first, let's talk to Dex, the man himself, Dex, about, you know, 
how how he operates and what he believes are some of the keys to personal productivity. Uh, again, tongue firmly planted in cheek. Uh, here's my conversation with Dex Guff, Dexter Guff, here on the Productivity is Podcast. I'd like to welcome Dexter Guff to the Productivity is Podcast. Dexter, thanks for joining me today. Oh, Mike, brother, such a treat to be here. Wish I could physically be with you. You know, that's not possible. You know, my schedule, I'm all over the place. I'm just so happy that technology's making this happen. And, and you killed that intro, brother. You absolutely crushed it. Good job. Thanks. Thanks Thanks so much. I really, really appreciate that. So Dex, I want to talk to you a bit about this, this foray into podcasting because the podcast isn't, I mean, it's fairly new. Um, what, what was the whole idea of getting into the podcasting game as it were? Yeah. You know, I mean, I have to tell you and and you know me, Mike, I'm, I'm humble. I don't like to talk about myself too much, but if we're going to go there, let's do it full tilt. Um, you know, I just kept on getting approached by people who said, Dex, Dex, I need you in my life 24 seven. And, and I, I, you know, I don't do that. I, mean, I didn't even do that with any of my first four wives. I mean, I wasn't there. I don't have the time to give to someone else in that way. And I just thought, and I thought, well, I would like to help as many people as I can. But I mean, if I'm going door to door, if I'm going, if I am taking the time to spend one-on-one time with every person that needs my help, first of all, they're going to be out of pocket in a way that they can't even fathom. I mean, my hourly is huge. Second of all, I'm just not going to be able to have the same reach. And so that's when I said to myself, it's podcasting. I've got to get those ears on my mouth so that I can help other people uh, where, when they need it, uh, where they need it, uh, how they need it, if they need it, and why they need it. You know, it's interesting as you talk about this stuff, the idea of of you can only scale so far, right? Like you're only available. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like you're really good at kind of keeping overwhelm at bay. And that's a big problem yeah. that my, like a lot of people in my audience really struggle with the idea of overwhelm and just being pulled in many different directions. How do you keep yourself from being uh, overwhelmed? You know, first of all, I think the big thing is guff pills. Uh, and I don't want to make this a plug because uh, that's not the point. But certainly my guff pills, uh, my supplement that I uh, proprietarily created uh, as well with some help from some folks in Dubai, uh, I find that just keeping that sort of a healthy equilibrium, a healthy set of habits that you are revisiting every day. Is it a guff pill in the morning? Yes. Is it two at lunch? Yes. Is it one with dinner? Yes. Is it three before bed? Yes. You have to set your alarm at 2 a.m. to have two more? Yes. But it's that kind of healthy equilibrium, uh, keeping a routine, being able to do that. What that means is that you are going to have the energy to be on the top of your game when you need to do it. Also, I delegate. I mean, I'll I'll be the first to say it. Now, am I happy that I have to do that? Of course not. Uh, Do the people that I delegate do do the same job that I do? Uh, No, (laughs) I I don't think so. (laughs) I mean, they, they fall well short. Uh, you know, I, I've always said if there was a way to clone me into like a hundred me's, there wouldn't be a need for any other industry in America. There wouldn't be any other business needing to happen because that's the power that Dex Guff would have. A hundred Dex Guffs, look out. So long, Apple. That's done. That's yesterday. Goodbye, Google. Don't need it. We've got a hundred Dex Guffs. So, but, but we can't do that. And, and so I have to delegate. I've got to keep routine. I've got to stay healthy. And, you know, on top of all that, I got to take a bit of time for me. And when I take time for me, what does that look like? Uh, is it buzzing around the PCH in my McLaren? Sure. Sure. Sometimes that's what it is. Uh, is it getting on the 48 footer? 
uh, cruising out to Santa Barbara, uh, dropping a couple lines, going for some Marlin. Maybe depends. Depends if I got the time, but you've got to be able to make sure that you're taking time for yourself. You get into that routine. You've got some underlings that you can tell what to do. Don't screw it up, even though you know they will. <laughs> but that's what you've got to do. That's just how that's how it works. I, I want to talk about email because that's a huge pain point yeah. for people. Like, I mean, you've you've obviously got a lot of people that are demand demanding your time. I mean, the, again, oh, that man. pull, right? How yeah. do you how do you handle email? Are you one of those people that I mean, there's uh, there's people that keep it open all day long and they can't they can't they can't let it go. Or are you like yeah. a, a person who just checks it once per day? Like, how do you handle that influx of information so that you know what to do with it? People are constantly blowing me up on email and I've had to put some rules in play. Uh, first off, I already know Monday to Friday. I've already told family, friends, family, friends. No, that's not happening. Don't even bother. Don't even hit me up. I don't have time. So my mom knows, my dad knows, you know, a sister, brother-in-law, they all know, they know, do not hit decks up, not during the week, it's too busy. Uh, the other thing that I've done is that I've gotten three phones and each of the phones is set to different email accounts. I sort of break down uh, different people, different projects, they go into different email accounts. I have given myself this task. Every email that I respond to, I only respond in one word. That's it, just one word, doesn't matter what they've given to me, I respond with a one word email back to them because that is the time that I have to dedicate to it. Otherwise, if I had to write down, think about this, if I had to write two sentences in response to an email, how much more time does that take than one word? Yeah. And that's, and, and this is, those are just numbers. Like the, what we're, what we're talking about is numbers. This is measurable. That's science. And so if, you, if, if I'm getting, and this is again, conservative, 73,000 emails a day. If I'm getting that on three different uh, email accounts and I'm getting back to, you know, I pick and choose, you know, sure. I cherry pick. I get back to the people that are important. If I get back to them and give them one word responses, that means that I have eight hours of the day. That's email. Then that's done. That's done. Just eight hours. Wow. That's, I mean, that's, and the thing is, I like how you've divided them up by device. Like, I mean, there's that, yeah. you need yeah. to have that, that singular focus. How do you, how do you actually Two have... iPhones, one Android, two iPhones, one Android. Okay. That's how I did it. Okay. So I did it. I'm not going to talk preference, but two to one, mm. two iPhones. That's it. That's a, that's an interesting ratio. I'm a, I'm an Apple guy myself. Um, do you, actually, no, you, are you came, you came through like your email, the email yeah. that, I, that I got from you beautifully crafted. I was, I mean, you had me, you had me right. Uh, right in the subject line. It just said, Dex, <laughs> I love you, brother. And I was like, okay, I got to get this. <laughs> and I saw your name in there. I read through the whole thing. And remember, remember that came through on the Android. That was the Android you ah. sent me. And, and, and what I was, remember what I responded? Remember mm. how I responded? Mm. One word. Yeah. And it was a long, yeah, it was, but it was good. It was a long, yeah. Well, because yeah. I mean, I think that I gave you a few extra A's on there. Like, I gave you a few extra A's. Well, I was it, like, I want to go the distance on this one. It was well, like, yeah. And, and I, and I mean, I think I can, I, I can appreciate time. I mean, that's, that's, that's what I oh, yeah. do. Right. So absolutely. I mean, let's talk about focus though, because I mean, if you're, if you've got these devices, they're going to offer you singular, how important is singular focus to you? Because you've got so many different projects in the wings. I mean, you've got the, the, the company you started with, with, uh, with Connor, right. You started, yeah, yeah you, you, you've got, uh, yeah. I mean, you, you're, you're building this podcast got pills. Got, yeah. All yeah. That I got the stuff. podcast going multi-platform doing my keynotes, uh, hitting around at different conferences. Obviously I've got my guff leisure wear. 
That's something that's launching. You know, I'll tell you right now, every night I go to bed and I say to myself, please don't have another multimillion dollar idea <laughs> because I, I mean, I really do. I say, I, I just don't have the time. De- Dex, don't dream tonight <laughs> because, because what happens is when I do, sure enough, next thing in the morning, I uh, put that idea down on some paper, run it by some financial folks. And the next thing you know, I've got a company that's trading on the NASDAQ. You know, that, 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 that's how it happens. So I've got to be so careful. But I cannot possibly uh, do the single focus thing. It's just not happening. In fact, you know, r- most of the time, I'll have two conversations, two phone calls going at once. I'll have one phone in one ear, one phone in the other ear. And I just kind of work that receiver on the mouth. So, you know, so I'm, I'm hearing something in the left ear. I'm you know, talking back to them. Meanwhile, in the right ear, you know, I've got an entirely different conversation going on. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of working those phones, working it, uh, sort of uh, rotating down to the mouth, hitting mute every now and again, pound the mute button, get my thumb involved. And so it's having the two conversations for me is a huge time hack. I mean, that's just a way that I'm able to actually talk to the people that I need to talk to. So single focus for me, uh, impossible. <laughs> I'd love for it to happen. But it's it's not. Yeah, it sounds like you got tandem tasking down because it's not really multitasking. It's tandem tasking. Well, but that but that but that's only what I'm doing with the phones. Okay. Okay. Because that's I didn't even so that's that's what I'm talking about. I've got that going with the phones, Mm -hmm. but then how it's how how it sort of uh, sort of parlays into multitasking is uh, yeah I've got the laptop open. Yeah, I've got a tablet on the side. Uh, Yeah, what's that over in the distance? The desktop. What am I doing with that? And, and uh, all of this is happening simultaneously. I mean, right now, even as we're doing this, as I'm doing this podcast with you, I'm actually on someone else's podcast. Wow. And so those breaks, those breaks in our conversation, they're very quick. Those little silences that happen. That's because I'm on an entirely separate mic, on another microphone, on an entirely different podcast out of Singapore. A guy who's actually talking to me uh, just sort of about uh, my latest book. And, and so, and so that, that is, that's how there's a lot going on here, Mike, a lot more than, a lot more than it seems. And don't even get me started over the fact that I'm actually in my car because then that's a whole other soup to nuts, but that's, that's the sound of a Bentley. I mean, that's why you get this perfect sound. It's just, you, you don't hear anything. It sounds like I'm actually in a studio, but of course that's just the purr of my Bentley. You know, you've helped my audience out so much already, but I'm going to be a bit selfish. I feel that I have. I'm going to be a bit selfish now because, um, I, I love to do speaking engagements. I, I do. Oh yeah. But it, it's it's tricky because oh. I don't always know which ones to do. How do you pick the 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 destinations or the events that you do your talks at? Because I mean, you're in high demand, right? First of all, it goes. I go by hotel. So I, I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna look for. It's regardless of what I'm talking about, where I am, I'm gonna look at where I'm gonna be put up. I mean, if I'm gonna be put up in, maybe I get a Four Seasons. Maybe I get a, a Hilton club floor. Uh, maybe I'm in a Sheraton club floor. If I'm getting something like that, that's all of a sudden, that all of a sudden says, wait a second, they know who they're dealing with. I'm going to go there and speak. Now, if I'm seeing something that's like uh, a La Quinta in and Suites, no, I'm not going to do it. I can't. I just can't. It's bad on my back. Um, no offense, of course, but it's just my back is used to a certain uh, a bed uh, structure, uh, a certain thread count, whatever it is. Uh, I just know, I just know where I need to lay my head after a speaking engagement. So that's, that's the first thing. And then the second thing is going to be, what's the billing on the poster? What's the billing on the website? Uh, what, what's that going to look like? Is it kind of me beside Pitbull or is it Pitbull beside me? So these are all things that kind of factor into it because here, here's the key, the content, it, 
could be anything. It really doesn't matter because I, because I know whatever that content is that they're looking for, I'm going to crush it. I'm going to bring it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to blow it out my mouth. I'm going to change a few lives. Is that me talking about uh, how to live in your bubble? Or is that me talking about the importance of having a, a good uh, assistant of some sort? An EA, a great executive assistant. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. I want to talk about your assistant really quickly before we wrap up. Um, Tammy, yeah. how is she doing? Yeah, uh, I mean, she, she, Tammy seems, she, yeah, she seems to have like a lot of fingers and a lot of pies, just like you. Is that, is that just by design yeah. or does it just seem like she maybe needs to kind of get a little bit more focused or, or even maybe, um, maybe time management is a thing for, her. I don't know. It's just, that's the impression I get whenever I've, I've heard her on the show or at least heard you talk about her on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Tammy's got fingers in pies. I mean, I like to say that Tammy's just got messy hands and that's uh, kind of more to the point really. Uh, you know, I mean, Tammy is somebody who, and I feel for Tammy, you know, it doesn't make a great living. Uh, you know, personal things going. I feel, I feel for Tammy. She, she does it's a lot of things that Tammy does for him, but a lot of it is just me kind of honestly just holding her hand and saying this, you know, this is how I need my coffee. This is where I need to have the pencil. This is shirt is not pressed in the way that I, for this, for what I'm talking. So there's a lot of hand holding that goes on with Tammy. Um, but you know what? We have been together for a long time, uh, business relationship, uh, uh, I wouldn't say it's when I say together, it's kind of like, you know, it's 90% Dex, 10% Tammy, um, is kind of the ratio. That's kind of, if you were to look at sort of images, like if I was a circle and Tammy was a circle, it would be like, I would be a 90% times bigger circle than Tammy's circle. We're still circles, still people, but I'm the 90% circle. Tammy's a 10, but it's kind of like, you, you know, earth needs its moon, a sun needs its earth, universe needs its Saturn. And so in that relationship, as I think kind of, you know, Tammy's small circle orbiting around my larger circle, uh, symbiotic, great deal of symbiosis. Uh, but at the same time, I feel greatly for Tammy. Dex, what's next in your universe? What's next for you? Man, you know, uh, so much. Uh, obviously, I'm working on my next book. Very excited for that. It's actually going to be a very short book, two pages. I just don't have time to do more. I'm going to have to boil things down. It's all about monetizing your pet. And I think I've got it down to two pages. Quick read, but an important read. Uh, and I want, pe I want people to, to read that. Uh, so I'm going to blast that out. Uh, also got my fingers, uh, going in a couple of other pies. I uh, don't want to go into too much, too, too much details, but I'm, I do have some uh, money invested in something called credit wash, uh, which is a, how do I describe this? Uh, it's a, a premium VIP service. They come to your door. Uh, you give them your wallet. Uh, they take out your credit cards and then they individually scrub down each card, a uh, bucket of water. soap, a premium soap, a scrub brush. They wash these cards. Uh, including diners card, uh, diners club. And, and so, and so what happens is that the next time that you're out having a nice dinner, you don't have to pull out some filthy Amex because you've got a nice sparkling clean, a credit card that's been credit washed, credit wash. Uh, so that's a service that I'm, I'm kind of getting into ground floor, pretty big. Uh, so very excited about that. And then of course the podcast, Dexter Guff is smarter than you and you can be too, uh, which is the full title of the, of the podcast. It's uh, it's a title of hope. Because what it's really saying is, yeah, you're not smart right now, but you you could be. <laughs> That's the hope. You can be. <laughs> so it's it's a title of hope. So Dex, where can people find you online other than the podcast? You've give you've given us a lot of uh, thought dogs. 
today. Yeah, the thought dogs were coming fast and furious. I could tell you were sipping on a bit of my brain juice. Nice to see. Always a treat to see people shoot that back. Uh, they can find me, of course, on Twitter at Dex Guff, uh, Instagram at Dex Guff. Uh, and as well, right now, uh, a bit of a thorn in my side. Don't want to go into too much detail, but uh, if you want to send me an email, you can go to my website, uh, which is DexterGuffMusic.com, um, which is a it's an old uh, it's just an old website I had. It's a it doesn't uh, doesn't matter the but you could go there. I am getting my email from there. Uh, still trying to get the DexterGuff.com website, which is plumbing supply company. And it's just driving me absolutely nuts. Trying to throw some money at these guys. They will not budge. Uh, so in the meantime, DexterGuffMusic.com. Uh, just don't ask me about why it's the uh, music.com. Dexter, thanks for joining me today. I really, really appreciate your time. Brother, absolutely. Complete treat. I uh, love getting a chance to sort of go one-on-one, let the thought dogs fly, uh, you know, dip it in mustard if you want, or just take it straight up. Either way, it uh, works from the inside out. It's, uh, it's a great meal to have and some good thoughts to chew on. Okay, so now, now I want to shift gears and bring on my next guest, and that is Peter Oldring. Uh, you know, again, he is the, uh, one of the people behind CBC Radio's This Is That. I was on Good Morning World, is the Comedy Network. He's been, he's you know, uh, he's been in the comedy business for a long time, and uh, of course, he is the the actor, the uh, the comedian that plays Dexter Guff on the new podcast, and 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 you'll we we had a lot of fun uh, during this uh, this conversation. We chatted for a long time, and it's great. He's also fellow Canadian, so it was cool to be able to talk to another Canadian uh, about you know the comedic sensibilities and and. And one of the things that I really enjoy about, again, this podcast uh, and, and talking to Peter is just that that this 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 space, in fact, both spaces, comedy and and obviously personal productivity, are really close to my heart, and uh, and so I really was um, honored when uh, I talked to Chris Kelly, who I, I know from working in Victoria, the comedy scene here. Uh, he's also uh, one of uh, Peter's partners in uh, in their in their company. I said, hey, I, I love the show. I love the new Dexter Guff show. Can we, what do you say we bring Peter on and have him on, but also have Dex on as well? And he thought that was a great idea. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I spend time in the space that they're parodying. So I, I just really enjoyed um, having this chance to chat with him. And now you're going to hear that conversation. Uh, so here's my conversation with Peter Oldring. Um, part two of this very special episode of the Productivity Podcast. So let's, I mean, I've, seen you for i mean canadians and comedy go hand in hand in so many ways having i mean i've saw i I remember the comedy network show good morning what was again called good morning Mm. yeah 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 good morning world yeah yeah yeah. yeah. you guys did that Good morning world yeah yeah and then this is that of course is where like and i want to talk i'm going to talk to dex about overnight successes because i know that there's that he definitely has something to say but this has been like this is not like i mean you're you've been around in the comedy scene in canada for a long like for a for a lengthy period yeah. of time the two of you and i mean i know chris oh, yeah. has fairly recently been brought on board especially i think it was largely with this is that correct like when he kind of yeah came. for sure it was with this is that you know i mean the the pat and i met uh, years ago in Calgary, improvising uh, at a was it Loose uh, Moose? Uh, yeah, at the Loose Moose Theater in yeah, Calgary. Yeah. And, I have an improv and, background, by the way, just so that people know here. Like I've done spill, I've did improv here in Victoria with Spilt Milk. Uh, worked uh, with yeah, uh, yeah. Instant in Vancouver. I did. I came over and yes. did some stuff there. So 
I mean, yeah. I know some of the, in fact, I think I recognize some of the, the, the guests on deck. Oh, was, yeah. was Erica on? Was Erica? Uh, no, we didn't have Erica, but we had I'm trying to think who, who all we had. We had Lauren Ash, who is an amazing second city, mm-hmm. uh, alumni out of Toronto. Right. And she's now, uh, based in yeah, LA. She's doing a superstore. Yeah, she works on Superstore. Yep. Uh, an incredible improviser uh, named Gary Anthony Williams. Again, yep. he's based out of the States. I met Gary years ago on a sketch comedy show for Warner Brothers, and he's just a unbelievably talented improviser. Um, performs um, in L.A. with a, a group called the Gra- – uh, sorry, with a group called um, the Black Version. I was going to say at the Groundlings. They used to do it there, but now they, they've right. taken it somewhere else. But the Black Version, uh, unbelievable improvisers. And uh, – George Basil, again, sort of a New York improviser who's uh, found his way west. Uh, we also had on uh, Pat. Obviously, Pat's been on yeah, a couple yep, times. Yep. yep. Uh, and um, let me sort of go through the Rolodex because I really don't want to miss out on anybody because everyone's been incredible. Uh, Katie Crown, who's an incredible voice talent mm-hmm. uh, and uh, from the comedy scene in Toronto originally. And you're producing uh, a show in Vancouver. That's where the show's produced, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, cause we're all, we're all sort of based on the West coast. I mean, yeah. I'm actually based in LA and then, and then, uh, Pat and Chris are, are in Vancouver. So we kind of, uh, collaborate uh, together, uh, either in Vancouver or down here, just right. sort of depending on what, what works for everyone's schedule. Right. So, I mean, you're, so the, the journey, this is not, I mean, it's like I was saying to you earlier, me doing what I'm doing now was not what my intention was. My intention was to kind of do more comedy and to do more of that stuff and be on stage, yeah. uh, you know, and now I'm not doing that, but I'm doing something that's yeah. just, so, so this was not the path, was it? Like, I mean, this is, I no, mean, no. It, it kind of, uh, it, you didn't veer as far off the path, as a, but I mean, nonetheless, right. it's an interesting journey to figure out that, I mean, when you guys did this as that, and you're mm-hmm. still doing it, um, yep. it was one of those things where people, it, it, people, the whole fake news, and I'm going to put the Ted talk that you did about fake news up on. Oh the yeah. Links. Yeah. Cause it, there's amazing. It, yeah. It, it's just one of those things where y- it, we live in such an era of outrage and, and, yeah. and, uh, we read the headline and that's it. And subtext goes out the window and a lot yeah. of that stuff. That's like, can you kind of, I mean, in, in, in Cole's notes, cause I can say that to you, not Cliff's yeah, notes, yeah, Cole's notes, yeah. uh, how this kind of like went from where you were to where you are now and kind of the, 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 how you've embraced it. Cause really you've had to. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll take it back a little bit because you, you touched on good morning world. Mm-hmm. And the reason I want to take it back to there is because that was maybe uh, Pat and I had improvised together and worked together and, you know, doing various things before that. But Good Morning World was this idea that we had, which was a satire of breakfast television. Yeah. Because we sort of thought breakfast television, you don't really, it's not sort of imperative things that we're necessarily learning that you're not sort of waking up that you have to turn on breakfast television to figure out the most effective way of folding children's socks or whatever it is. But it's like, for us, it was this right playground of satirizing that world. And then in an interesting way, we, when that, when that, finished, uh, we found ourselves, we had an idea, we wanted to do something with the CBC. Actually, on the television side of things, that didn't really work out, but we had somebody reach out to us from CBC Radio to say, if you have a radio idea, we'd sure love to hear it. And so Mm -hmm. we kind of thought again um, about this idea of satirizing public radio, satirizing the sound of Radio 1. Like we grew up in Canada, anyone that grows up in Canada, you know the sound of Radio 1. It's just a, a recognizable tone in the background of, of everyone's uh, house. And so it's like an NPR ish kind of thing for those people who yeah, are American. Exactly. Listening, it's like, yeah, it's our NPR. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it's like, um, 
it, it really is, uh, you know, it, it, for a, for a comedian, for a comic performer, it's this playground of characters because just like on NPR, uh, on the CBC, you hear interviews with everybody from a politician to some guy who's, you know, uh, making artisanal cheese in small town, wherever. Uh, and so for a comedian, it, it's just this opportunity to play uh, all sorts of characters, do something that sounds a little bit like this American life to a straight up interview. And so we really just kind of embrace the idea of playing within that. And then, uh, when Panoply approached us because they really responded to this, uh, um, thought leader video that we did, it, it, kind of again for us was like, wow, yeah, this is such a fun world to plan to come up with a character in. And so uh, I bring it up just because over the course of the work that I've done with Pat Kelly and then now with Chris as well, we've always somehow found ourselves in doing satire, that we um, have found ourselves kind of um, doing our take on, uh, you know, characters that we recognize in various forms of media um, and I'm not really sure why, like it was never really an agenda. Like it wasn't sort of like, you know, when Pat and I started doing stuff together, we were like, Oh, I, you know, we got to satirize media. You know, it, it was like, it was like, uh, we just thought that was somehow funny. I, I think for, for whatever reason, you know, the tone that we struck in, in each of these different things, it's kind of, I guess you could say in varying degrees of dry tone, we're not necessarily showing our full hand and saying this is a comedy show and there's going to be lots of, you know, clown horns and, uh, you know, uh, whoopee cushions and, uh, rim shots. And, you know, we're not sort yeah. of like trying to make it sound exactly like a in your face comedy. Um, we just kind of naturally gravitated to, to uh, I guess what has become a bit more of a satirical tone that we seem to take on projects that we work on. So, um, but yeah, and there was never really a grand design in the beginning. You know, our, our background was just improvising, doing stuff with the second city as well. And, um, we just kind of found ourselves interested in the voices that kind of came out and in, in, in the projects that we've subsequently worked on. So yeah, this, the idea of would we have thought that we would be doing a show specifically about, uh, you know, uh, business hacks and, uh, you know, relationship advice and uh, all that kind of stuff. Probably not. I don't think we would have really thought that, but, uh, does it make sense that we would kind of gravitate towards, uh, playing around in a world that there is some recognizability to, and, uh, sort of taking a character, maybe making him a little bit, uh, a little bit larger than life, but trying to keep some elements of it straight. Yeah. That's kind of in our wheelhouse. It feels like last question for you, Pete. Um, yeah. Obviously, uh, there's been some influence on you for the kind of stuff that Dex talks about. You know, there yeah. clearly you must know. I mean, what's that saying? I mean, in order to satirize something, you got to know it really, really well in order to, to yes. play it. Right? So, what of yes. the stuff? What of those things that you kind of are playing off of? Whether it's like a life hack or some mm. kind of like, do you kind of prescribe to? Do you say, hey, you know what? I do use these kind of tools. I do meditate every day. I do like. What yeah. are those things that that you actually do? Uh, that, yeah. that people would be like, oh, okay. Cause you know, obviously, yeah. you know, there has to be some truth behind the, behind the, behind the shroud, so to speak. Definitely. I mean, it's, it's interesting because I, I would say that, yeah, I mean, like I do keep a yoga practice. <laughs> uh, I do hot yoga. <laughs> well, you uh, live in I LA. For, so, I mean, I think yeah, I mean, that come that's, on, a... <laughs> it's, you've got to do it. Like, and, you know, my background is actually even going to theater school and, uh, doing more, um, oh, like, 
you know, classical theater training. And so I sort of have implemented a lot of the different things that I, you know, took from back then of, uh, breathing and relaxing and meditating and, and some of those elements like that does, it's always sort of been a part of who I am. And I think that one of the things is, is that as much as I have been, you know, an actor and in theater, I've also at the other side of my mouth, satirized that to no end in characters that I've played, because it's like, I do recognize it. And I sort of feel like you're able to do that. Like you're able to actually participate in the very thing that you laugh full heartedly at as well. Because I sort of think like, if you are really invested in a world, whether that has to do with, you know, thought leadership or whatever the world is, you're also, you're welcome to look at that and have a really good laugh at yourself, at ourself, because it's like, you know, that so well. And so I would say that probably I wasn't inundated with uh, specific thought leaders that I myself uh, was kind of voraciously following and, um, you know, kind of uh, um, that, that was had had a great influence on me. Like there, there weren't specific people. Once we decided that we're going to have some fun and play around in this world, I very quickly found some people that I sort of thought were at differing ends of a spectrum that I took some inspiration from. Um, but, you know, it's it's like I think that in a lot of ways there are some of these recognizable uh, buzzwords and, and phrases and phraseologies and uh, stuff that we can play around with in this space. But also it, it's, you know, it's just an improvised character. It's like a, it's a, for me, it's like a character study. You kind of put on the voice a little bit, you get into the shoes of this person and some of it does have to do with his advice on life hacks and other parts of it are just like an improviser playing within a character saying things that he can't take back and then trying to justify it. <laughs> and it's, you know, and for me, that's really, you know, that, that's, that's a great deal of the fun. I think anyone that knows, uh, in improvising, it's like, it's sometimes it's the mistakes that are the discoveries and, and the things that kind of, uh, really become the memorable moments. Uh, one of the things that I love about those interviews that we do uh, on the DexGuff program is that those are all improvised. I mean, um, the show itself is improvised. We, as I say, we do have a bit of a roadmap. Like we, we want to have, uh, roadmaps within each episode so that even things like doing our thought release or, uh, you know, teeing up what the show is, um, that we want to, there needs to be purpose and, and focus and, uh, uh, you know, something that we're driving towards in each of these elements, but how we get there is, uh, improvised. And so it's, it's, um, you know, it really is, it really is a treat as an improviser to have that, you know, be such a, a present force in the show. And then also in these interviews to be kind of going toe to toe and dancing with, uh, amazing improvisers, uh, who are also playing characters. And it's, it's, it really is kind of a treat, you know, and it's, it's, it's in those moments where, as I say, because it is improvised, you just don't really know what anyone's going to bring to the table that we, there wasn't really much uh, thought around, even when we think about things like the bubbles you know, and talking in, in episode, uh, two, episode three, there's a little bit of talk about that, but really that just sort of became its own weird thing uh, that with, with Gary and the same thing with Lauren, we sort of went on a run about a gumball machine that had nothing to do with, that we had thought about beforehand, but it's like, it becomes this weird logic and an, a really uh, profound point at the end. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird to say, but it, it's like, you know, there, it, it, uh, those, those improvised elements kind of creep up and, and when you're onto something that really fits in the world of the show, it's kind of a magical thing that it's just, uh, 
Um, one of the, one of the true reasons why when improv works well, it's, it's a kind of a thrill to listen to. So Pete, uh, I've got another guest waiting in the wings. So I want to, where can people find you and your stuff, uh, before I welcome yeah. my next guest? So where can people find you? Uh, so, you know what? I mean, obviously they can find me on Twitter, uh, at Poldring or, uh, on Instagram at what Peter saw. Uh, and, uh, you know, check us out. Uh, we have a lot of content that, um, uh, we put out with, uh, this is that, so you can go to, this is that, uh, cbc.ca slash this is that you can hear podcasts of the show. This is that, but also we've got this archive of, uh, online uh, videos that we've, uh, done. And, and, and I think that it's, it's kind of a, a pretty diverse bit of content, all comedic, but, uh, I think, uh, you know, I think people would get a, a real kick out of uh, seeing some of the stuff uh, yeah, the, in the videos. The Life Burger yeah. stuff is is yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. There's some good, <laughs> there's some there's some yeah. there's some gold there for sure. Uh, yeah. Pete, thanks for joining me today. Appreciate it. Definitely, man. Total total treat. Thank you. Big thanks to both Dexter Guff and Peter Oldring, or yeah, Peter mainly, <laughs> and as well as Chris Kelly for putting this together, uh, for joining me uh, on the show today. All the show notes are there. I've divided them up in a way that allows you to have part one and part two. A kind of uh, you can look up what Dex has going on as well as what Peter has going on. Um, you know, and again. Uh, big thanks to John Polster for producing this show. There was a lot of editing that had to happen to make this one go because we just, Peter and I just started talking. Like it just, it just went. And uh, I actually talked to Peter first and then talked to Dexter. Uh, and so, um, you know, the magic that John Polster is able to pull off with this episode and all the episodes he produces, uh, I really, really do appreciate it. Uh, big thanks to my team, Claire, especially because Claire's the one that takes all the show notes and puts them into the places that they need to be. Uh, she's doing the artwork, all that stuff. Uh, so big thanks to her. Uh, I would dare say that, um, I would say that she is my Tammy, but, uh, I would, I would hope to say that I treat her better than Dex treats Tammy. Um, and so uh, I strongly encourage you to listen to both Dexter Guff and also This Is That. Great shows. Um, and and again, uh, if you want to hear more from Peter and, and you want to become a member, uh, then I encourage you to go to Productivityist.com slash membership. And there's additional bonus content in there. So you can check that out. Uh, there's a lot more uh, in store for people who are members. So again, Productivityist.com slash membership. And uh, we can we can get you sorted there. Um, but yeah, again, I had a great time today. I hope you did too. Thanks so much for joining me. Until next time, this is Mike Vardy, the host of the Productivity's Podcast, reminding you to stop guessing and start going. <laughs>